We are now in the official month lead up to the release of Starfield, and while it could be one of the biggest games of the year, some fans are calling for caution as the hunger for details and new information is causing some fans to go into wild speculation and theories in the wake of some animated shorts that hit. There has been also a pretty steady flow on YouTube of new Starfield details, and here's a huge Starfield update by taking some of the smallest snippets of information and running wild with either theories or speculation. We also now have a growing concern on Twitter, people saying, where's the marketing? Why are you not marketing Starfield? We're a month away from the game coming out. People worried that this means the game is in trouble or they're just angry that they're not seeing their favorite brand, their most anticipated game, get the deserved press that they think it should. So fans are sort of falling into multiple camps on this and I wanted to talk about the danger of hype and I'm, I'm doing this as somebody who is looking forward to Starfield and I think overhyping a game or over anticipating a game can really set the game up for failure because if your expectations are not met you could be very irritated you know going into the game's launch you could expect things that won't be there now I pre-ordered the collector's edition I've been excited about the game since the Starfield Direct even before that I was anticipating the game so I wanted to walk through some things that are going on now I put all the good information right here at the beginning of the video it's a longer video because it's a live stream so make sure you're subscribed to the channel that way you don't miss my content that way you don't miss these live shows With the runway to Starfield release date now under a month, the hype is getting into dangerous territory. Being excited for the game is great, but some fans are concerned that hype and speculation are going too far. In the wake of the Starfield Direct, I said that we could be looking at the game of the year if they were able to nail performance. I'm on record multiple times saying that Starfield could be another Skyrim moment for Bethesda. Now, setting aside my disappointment about the 30 FPS on the Series X, I still think this game could stand very tall this year, but that doesn't mean I've not noticed a lot of over-anticipation leading to unhelpful hype. We also now have lots of criticism about the lack of Starfield marketing, given that we are so close to the game's launch. Many in the community are unhappy with the lack of press and push for Starfield, given that it will be the biggest game for Xbox this year. So first, I want to look at the community response to the three animated shorts that came out. If you missed them, they didn't really show much, but that didn't stop fans from spiraling off into wild theories, and fans are not the only problem here. The second thing I want to talk about is the content creator impact. When gaming news gets dry or games go quiet, YouTubers can be the worst offenders in this department. They use terms Terms like huge update or this new info is massive and it's on the thumbnail, it's in the title, and it'll be about like one sentence from an interview about one system in the game that maybe they missed. They're just sort of rehashing a small detail. And I think that leads to overhype, over anticipation for a game. Lastly, I want to talk about why I am excited for this game. Even though I think hype is dangerous, I think it is totally fine to anticipate and look forward to a game. I'm not immune to getting caught up in excitement and hype myself. Now, I want to comment, though, 
on you know the, how basic the community responded I'm sorry to basic animated shorts okay I want to before I comment on that though I want to talk about the narrative right now that's brewing about the lack of marketing for Starfield now this obviously goes hand in hand with the subject because the silence is part of why the community is over analyzing and theorizing and hyping like they can't wait for this game to come out so they're tending to comb over things a little too closely but I do have to agree, I think it is strange to be this close to Starfield's release and see so little marketing. I did a quick Google search, the whole, our game has gone gold, that has not happened yet. Now that typically happens within the 30 days leading up to the game's launch. Now there might be differences here, but when I did a quick Google search, a lot of the, hey our game has gone gold announcements were typically within that last month before the game came out so i would expect that announcement any day now for starfield now i don't think we ever got a go- you know the game has gone gold with redfall so maybe they're just moving away from that with games that have been delayed being that it's sort of a sour spot of like hey you've delayed these games a bunch who really cares if they've gone gold i still would expect one from Starfield. I also expect August to be a big turn up the heat sort of time period for the Starfield marketing, but, and I'll I'll mention this later, it appears that Starfield will be at Gamescom, but there's others reporting that it will not be at Gamescom. There apparently will also not be a playable demo of Starfield at Gamescom. So many people are looking at that with, with sort of a raised eyebrow. Gamescom is August 23rd through August 27th. This is a great runway for your early September Starfield release date. So I'm not really sure why they're not doing a big push and a big, hey, we're going to be at Gamescom, look for new gameplay or come play the demo or anything like that. They haven't said a word which has led some people to speculate that they won't even be there. I think they will be there. Xbox is going to have a pretty big piece of the floor. So I would imagine Starfield will be on the showroom floor. But again, where's the marketing? Where is the press? Okay, we could be looking at a calm before the storm type of moment. You go very quiet, you go kind of dark, and then you let the floodgates open. But it could also be a pure marketing spend versus ROI decision. Microsoft is projecting growth in the quarter, and it's likely due to Starfield. According to Tweaktown, in its quarter one outlook of fiscal year 2024, the company believes that Xbox gaming revenue could rise by mid-single digits. That's up to a 5% increase over quarter one fiscal year 23 which was the best ever first quarter in xbox history now some have looked at this and said that doesn't sound like starfield's going to do that well it doesn't sound like it's going to bump the revenue that much I i think you can look at it either way it is just a single game so i wouldn't expect it to impact total revenue for xbox that much i mean it is just one game so either in my mind they expect a bump and so maybe they don't see marketing affecting that bump very much or maybe the bump is so small they don't think marketing is worth it either way you shake it microsoft could have decided to rein in the marketing spend on starfield due to their own revenue projections whether that's a positive or a negative is hard to say if microsoft's viewing it as a positive they're like look pull the reins up this thing has kind of hit its fever pitch 
or maybe it's not projecting well at all and they're like yo pull the reins up we're not throwing any more marketing at this game keep in mind the lion's share of the people playing starfield don't even have to buy it because there's 20 something million people on game pass that's a lot of people who will not be buying starfield and i think somebody showed that the collector's editions had still not sold out yet don't quote me on that that could have been just somebody trolling on twitter so some people are raging at them while others are hyping up the game in the silence so i want to look at the community response and the discussion to the animated shorts now if you missed it starfield released three animated shorts each of them landed just under three minutes apiece. they were titled where hope is built the hand that feeds and supra at ultra they were essentially short stories about people and places within the universe of starfield and while some minor lore bits were extrapolated like according to game rant hosts uh the one planet neon hosts a strong presence of Ruli, uh, Rugian Industries, a shady corporation that seems to be up to no good. That was something people extrapolated from one of the videos. Uh, or in one video, apparently it suggests that the largest city on the planet of Aquila is a fairly dangerous place, and it's underlined by the fact that the idyllic atmosphere is often interrupted by raider attacks. So just little things like that. Nothing major. That was literally the most that a gaming outlet could pull from these shorts. I'm not slamming them. I thought they were pretty cool, but people went a little crazy. In the absence of new gameplay or new info, fans tend to get a bit ravenous for new information. And sure enough, one video, one of the animated shorts, it featured a mech which spawned a whole host of theories and speculation. According to DeserTo.com, this resulted in rampant speculation about the possibility of in-game mechs, despite Bethesda's confirmation that Starfield won't feature ground vehicles. Some fans even theorized about a mech-based DLC on the horizon. It's always remarkable to me how even in the face of direct quotes and information from Todd Howard himself, folks will run with stuff like this. And the irony is that Todd Howard has earned a reputation of over-promising, but this time it seems that the fans are doing that for him, despite his attempts to be transparent about the game. Now, Deserto noted that one Reddit user was asking for folks to dial this all back. A concerned Reddit user initiated the call for temperance in the midst of the speculation frenzy. Quote, As a fellow creator of content for Starfield, I just have to say, some of the stuff I have seen pulled out of thin air is absolutely astonishingly full of pure bull they posted like I'm talking no man's sky level of crap now I don't appreciate the no man's sky slander but I get where they are coming from much of the hype surrounding no man's sky was actually not even from hello games I'm not going to revisit all of the misrepresentation of Sean Murray and hello games but in my estimation the hype around no man's sky was a two-way street so I agree with the reddit user it's very easy to blur the line between speculation and wait i thought somebody said we were getting a mech dlc those lines get very blurry in the absence of information from the developer and just to restate it todd howard made it very clear that vehicles or mechs are not in the game quote your boost pack is your only form of ground traversal besides your own two feet now the post on reddit highlighted this was stressing that we should only be going based off of confirmed information so listen theory crafting is fine i think that's fun when folks want to take a video and say 
oh, I wonder if this is going to happen, or I wonder if these story elements will be there. I think theory crafting can be quite fun, but speculation can go beyond that. People start speculating or making predictions, and it can turn into hype about stuff that will never come to fruition. According to Deserto, many fans on Reddit agreed with the sentiment, and they shared their thoughts. One stated, the people who look for a tiny little detail and go off the rails about it are probably going to do that with anything, and it shows they maybe lack critical thinking skills. I don't think it's that they lack critical thinking skills. I think people are just excited and the dry spells in gaming news, the dry spells in information from Bethesda, it drives folks to a little bit of desperation. They just want something to play or they just want something to talk about. I can't fault people for being excited, but I can fault YouTubers for fanning some of the flames. More from Deserto. Another person chimed in accusing YouTubers of perpetuating baseless theories for views and playing the rhythm while it's hot. This is certainly something that I have seen time and time again. More info on a thumbnail or a title turns out to just be a rehash of an interview or one sentence. Or, hey, yeah, the, they're, they're going to be a Gamescom, but there's not going to be a playable demo. There's nothing really major about that. I've also seen speculation couched as a huge update. If it's not an official update from Bethesda or from Xbox, it should not be described as an update. Now, some of these outlets and YouTube channels are practically mouthpieces for Xbox, and that brings presumption and assumptions from the viewing public. Well, so-and-so said it, this is a big update, so it must be true, and it ends up just being pure speculation, which leads me to wanting to talk about the content creator impact. Obviously, one of the challenges as a YouTuber is that relevancy drives engagement. If I start talking about a 10-year-old game because I really, really love it, no one's going to watch or care because it's no longer relevant. Some games are seemingly always hot, especially when anticipation is mounting. But riding relevancy can lead to audience manipulation. I know if I put this in my thumbnail or in my title, I can get people to click. Now, certainly there's always some level of this going on. I myself analyze the words and the phrases on my thumbnails thinking what will provoke a response while also being accurate. That's always the tension that I try to ride when I make a thumbnail or a title for a video. I want to provoke people to click, but I also want to be accurate. Oftentimes I just put my opinion on the thumbnail like the danger of hype or the PS5 Pro will be market disruptive. That's my opinion that I'll be arguing for. I'm not trying to mislead the audience or the public. I definitely want them to click, but I'm not doing it in an inaccurate way. So folks can be provocative in another way, right? They can be provocative in a way that sort of blurs the line between, hey, I have a theory and, hey, get excited. This is probably happening. It can be a passive form of misleading information, especially in a day and age where folks reply to just the title or the thumbnail of the video. They don't even watch the entirety of the video. This creates a very strange irony and a strange paradox. The fans and the content creators who are the most excited about a game can become the game's enemy, actively stirring up expectations and hype levels to a degree that simply can't be met. It makes for great engagement and revenue leading up to a game's launch, but overhyping a game is every gamer's enemy. The very people cheering for a game can oddly become the source of anger and disappointment in the wake of the game's release. And this is where the current state of public discourse is in a weird spot. Everything is incredibly polarized and sharply 
divided. Recently, Darth Microtransaction, or DM Diablo 4, as you might know him, because he's kind of exploded with that game in particular. He's been a successful YouTuber up to now, but he's kind of having a moment. He recently uploaded a video called, I'm Frustrated Gaming is Being Ruined. And in the video, he expressed irritation with not being able to just have a frank conversation about Diablo 4 or Path of Exile 2. I myself have talked about how if I don't rise to someone's level of excitement or if I don't rise to their level of rage then they think I'm their enemy if I don't get as excited as they are well then I'm a hater if I don't rage as much as they rage well then I'm a shill so a moderate concern about a game like Starfield gets called hate I have probably defended Starfield more than anybody that I've seen out there other than the people that are just super pro Xbox. I've spent a good amount of time defending Starfield. But if I express any amount of concern or express my disappointment with the 30 FPS, I'm called a hater and a Sony pony. And when I defend the company against bad claims or bad faith claims, I've defended Phil Spencer, I've defended Starfield, I get called a corporate apologist and this is why the content creator impact has to be considered in this discussion some youtubers are constant gas on the fires of rage and their equal and opposite twin brother are the people who constantly gas up the community with hype and misleading information so the question you have to ask is what is the content creator putting out is it accurate and informative is it just fun theory crafting or is it misleading and manipulative a great example would be redfall the lead up to the game's launch was nothing but hype and excitement from content creators we still to this day have not gotten an explanation as to why they praise the game so much the game that launched is nothing like what was told or described to the general public from the capture event and now on the eve of starfield we're in a similar pattern this doesn't cause me concern because I feel we've seen far more promising footage and information about Starfield, but the pattern is more worrying for fans falling into the trap of overhype. If the same people who hyped Redfall are getting you overhyped about Starfield, it may be time to assess the content that you consume. Remember, if you feel disappointment or anger in the wake of Starfield's release, is it something that is a genuine fault in the game, or did you fall for misleading information and hype from overexcited fans and YouTubers? That's why I wanted to end my monologue here by talking about why I'm excited for Starfield. I actually am excited for the game. Just because I'm not out here carrying a banner and cheering for the game and begging for marketing doesn't mean that I'm not excited about this game. I want to stress it's okay to be excited for a video game. If and only if that excitement is rooted in accurate information that the devs themselves actually said. So there are three categories about why I'm excited. I'm excited because of what they have said because of what they have shown and because what they have not said okay so first what they have said why why am i excited because of what they have said from the beginning i thought the prospect of skyrim fallout in space sounded very promising i love how far no man's sky has come and any game that attempts to give an experience in the vein of space exploration has my attention the more details came out i couldn't help but sort of see it lining up with my new and sort of actually rekindled love for Star Trek. I grew up on Star Trek Next Generation. I rewatched it with my wife. Listen, if you're not watching Strange New Worlds as a Trekkie, then I don't know what you're doing with your life, okay? You need to be watching Strange New Worlds uh, and, and watch the last season of Picard. But because of my sort of rekindled love for Star Trek, 
the more I saw from Starfield, the more I thought, I want to do that. I want to create the Starship Enterprise. I want to go on these amazing journeys and have these experiences that no one else will because in a game like this, you can really craft your own story. Even the dialogue options interview where they just gave a very brief glimpse into the systems, I thought it looked very promising. I will admit, however, the Starfield Direct was when my concern about performance didn't really go away. Okay, I'm, I'm obviously still concerned about performance. I've always said from the very beginning, performance is my number one concern with Starfield. I know Bethesda can deliver a great RPG experience. I can tell already looking at Starfield, this game is going to deliver something very special, but performance was always the concern because performance is immersion breaking. If the game doesn't run well, if it's if it's having, you know, bad frames or whatever, that's going to be a very damaging experience. Now, the PC requirements are murky because of the AMD contract, and even performance in the actual gameplay that they showed did not maintain 30 FPS when it was shown at the Direct. So, even though I am concerned about performance, I am excited because of what they have shown. It looks like an impactful game. It looks like a good shooter. Yes, 30 FPS ruins first-person shooters and third-person shooters for anybody who is accustomed to 60 FPS or higher. I will always grant that point. 30 FPS is archaic. It's outdated. I will never budge on this. You are living in the past. You just don't know it. If you're used to it, God love you. I wish I was like you. I wish that I could stomach 30 FPS. I didn't even get to finish Tears of the Kingdom because it eventually just got to me. I was playing too many other games that were hitting 60. If you go back and forth, it's nauseating. It's really bad, okay? Let's just set that aside, though. Let's set 30 FPS aside. The actual gameplay and content loop looks very promising. So promising, it's driving me back to PC gaming. But lastly, I'm not just excited because of what they said and what they showed. I'm excited because of what they have not said. I definitely feel that Todd Howard's tone has been a bit different this time around. The podcasts and the interviews aren't landing in the sort of same 16 times the detail sort of marketing speak. He seems to be keeping expectations more in check. And even in the midst of him trying to keep expectations in check, we have headlines like Starfield reportedly matches Skyrim and Fallout for achievements on offer. That's from Games Radar. So people are like, oh, it's got as many achievements as Skyrim and Fallout. And then you have ones like Starfield's 900 empty planets are perfect for DLC from thegamer.com. Now, that one could be a bit of a backhanded compliment, making sure to highlight the fact that there's 900 empty planets. They didn't say 900 empty planets, by the way. They said that, you know, 100 of them would have life. That doesn't mean the rest are empty. It just means there's no animals, there's no life there. There could still be plenty of things to discover and find on the other 900. Now, despite the hype from the community, the press outlets, and the YouTubers, and even though the community is now ravenously demanding more info and marketing, I am still excited for Starfield. Does the lack of marketing spell trouble for the game? I mean, maybe. It certainly has not had the smoothest road to launch. But for now, I'm holding out hope while others are trying to calm down the hype. So let me give you my thoughts and my conclusions. So Starfield is certainly one of the most talked about and most anticipated games of 2023, and that tends to drive a handful of things. It drives YouTubers to capitalize on relevancy, and it also drives the community to comb over every detail while begging for more. None of this is inherently wrong, but it certainly can take us into dangerous waters. Waters that can sink any game with unmet expectations. The second thing I want to say is, while I find the last 
lack of marketing to be a bit strange, we have to remember that this is Bethesda. Todd likes short windows. He said that he would love to shrink a marketing window down to two weeks. He was being hyperbolic, but you get the point. He does not like super long, drawn-out marketing windows. They like to shrink it down to about five to six months. The entire time we were waiting on the Starfield Direct, many thought that they were being too quiet. And then the Starfield Direct delivered a ton of gameplay and good information. So currently, I anticipate things heating up for Starfield during mid to late August. So here's my conclusion. I have continued to think that Starfield has too much weight on its shoulders. Many see it as the savior of Xbox, or they see it at the very least as the turning point for Xbox this generation. Well, that was never what Bethesda set out to do. When Bethesda started making Starfield, they were not setting out to save Xbox. They were not setting out to be the turning point of Xbox's console this generation. That's not their responsibility. That is Xbox's responsibility. So I will continue to urge fans to let the game came out, come out and judge it based on its own merits. Do not judge this game based on what it does for Xbox. Judge this game based on what it does for you as a gamer. For now, we wait to see if Starfield delivers more marketing or if they just let the game do the talking for them. And that is the show open. People are really, really wound up about Starfield. They're upset. They're angry. There's no marketing. There's people going crazy with hype. They're watching an animated short and they're like, oh, there's going to be mechs in the game. There's going to be a mech DLC. Guys, if you're just tuning in today or if you're here every day, make sure you go through those rituals. Smash the like button. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel if you want to talk in the chat. Subscribing is totally free. City Rider with four months. Thank you so much. And we do have a member goal. If you guys can get 3,500 before Friday, you're going to get two of the of the bonus streams. I'm going to do a Beat Saber stream dressed up in my Just Dance outfit. And then I'll do, I will do Jar Jar Binks, okay? You're already at 3,000, okay? So you only need about 120, 130 members every day for the rest of the week. (laughs) I think you can do it, all right? You guys have been doing great. Joker Quinn beats DK Bager off the jump for the first gifted member of the day, but then DK Bager's right on his heels, two gifted members already. And Eugene says the lack of marketing is confusing i feel like that's where we're gonna camp out so let's just start there okay there's people on twitter that are really upset that there's just not enough marketing they're not talking about the game enough and i'm like okay why does that matter it feels like some of it's more driven by they want to be able to score points on twitter because spider-man's crushing it right and that's not a fair comparison it's not a fair comparison to compare a Spider-Man trailer to really anything else, okay? Spidey is globally popular. Spidey is bigger than video games, and I, I, I just think it's an unfair comparison. Look, I, I've got a PlayStation 5. I can't wait for Spider-Man 2. It looks phenomenal. But it's it's just not a fair it's just not a fair comparison, right? Like and I don't think that Starfield not marketing has anything to do with Spider-Man, but I think that's what people are upset about, right? Let me let me thank some of these members here. The Postman with 13 months and it's a VIP and Narwaffle with 14 months also a VIP. 14 months and a whole lot more to go. Keep up the great coverage. Thank you very very much. 
I, like, I think that's what's driving it. Baker with 26 months, welcome back. They see all the PlayStation fans sort of dunking on Starfield with view count on trailers and Spider-Man's on buses and billboards. Yes, because it's Spider-Man. Of course they're going to put Spidey everywhere. Enjoy trying to help out with the member goal. Gifts a member and bumps us to three. Thank you so much. Enjoy. And Phantom, excuse me, Phantom Phoenix with 11 months. Life's been crazy. Glad to be back. I think the gaming community will kill gaming. I don't think they can kill gaming. Rockin' Robin says, we gotta bump this line by a little bit more, folks. Rockin' Robin drops a five gifted members. Oops, I typed five because I was saying five. There we go. Eight total members on the day already. Thank you so much, Rockin' Robin. Eugene says, I'm not even comparing it to Spider-Man. Armored Core 6, one of the least marketed games I haven't seen, uh, I've seen in a while, has more marketing. No gameplay previews. Right. I, I, I okay. I, I don't want to be negative, but I do think there is something to this. It is interesting that we do have more marketing for one of the least marketed games right now, Armored Core 6. They had people come out. They had people play it. Okay. Now, obviously, we're all going to be a little skeptical when they bring out a bunch of the Xbox boys to play this because they brought them all out to Redfall and they all came back and told us it was amazing. People were talking about it like it was going to get Game of the Year nominations. Big O gifts a member and bumps us close to 10 already. That's nine gifted members. At this pace, you guys can hit this goal, man. 3,500 before Friday and you'll get a bonus stream. Thank you so much, Big O. Transmissions from a space boat hits 19 months and it's a member plus. Modders will put Spider-Man into Starfield. Checkmate. (laughs) Thrifty with four months. I've seen more advertising for Sea of Stars than I have for Starfield. I'm trying to hold two things in my hand here, okay? I'm trying to hold two things in my hand. On one hand, okay? On one hand. Yes. Yes. It does seem strange that we're like 30-something days away from Starfield and they're not talking about it. But on the other hand, I'm like, yeah, well, Bethesda's kind of weird. That's kind of Bethesda, is it not? Let me turn on uh, the scene switcher. Yo, Big O gifts another membership, rounds us out to 10 members on the day. Tempting somebody to do a nice even 20 bomb. Thank you so much, Big O. There's there's two there's two realities going on here. Yeah, it's kind of weird, but isn't Bethesda kind of weird with their marketing? Didn't we say this? Didn't we say this exact same thing leading up to the Starfield Direct? We're like, why aren't they talking about it? Why aren't they announcing it? Why don't they draw attention to it? It was like, what's going on? Bethesda, talk to us, talk to us, talk to us. We kept going to their their YouTube channel, and we're like, you're just doing these really weird interview videos, these, like, documentaries. We all said that, and then the Starfield Direct landed, and we were all like, yay! Starfield looks awesome. I, I, I don't necessarily think I'm ready to conclude that it's a problem. It could just be more of how Bethesda markets. Like, I feel like Bethesda's more in charge of the marketing as well. I do. Crenab says, the marketing will start closer to launch. Yeah, my expectation, my prediction in my show open was, I think things heat up about midway through this month. I think they start going crazy. I think they're going to dominate the 
the the press and the marketing and the you know the talking they're going to dominate that probably starting about halfway through this month would be my guess if not then i'm then i'm with you that's a little concerning we're marketing for them says dan kelly might as well save the cash marketing is costing more than the games these days well, and there were, there were people looking at the earnings separately. They were saying, well, Microsoft's not anticipating a big bump in earnings for this quarter, so they don't think Starfield's going to sell that well. Other people were saying, no, it's actually going to bump revenue quite a bit according to their own projections. I, listen, man, I'm not an expert. I think you could look at it either way. I couldn't come to a conclusion. Tweaktown seemed to think that this, this is going to be record quarter for Microsoft and Starfield's linked to that, at least in some measure. Skivvy Skivvles with 22 months and a VIP. They could just be focused on making sure everything is in check before release. The game has been hyped for years. Now it doesn't need any more. Uh, Aerodimus says, but did you see a 45-minute deep dive in the Sea of Stars, as did for Starfield? I'm not sure what you're saying, Aerodimus. I don't think people are doing a one-to-one comparison. I think they're talking about timing. If you add up all that we have for Starfield, it's actually pretty good. The Starfield Direct is lengthy, it's beefy, it's meaty. And maybe Bethesda's saying, that's plenty. We, we're, we're nose down, man. We're making a game. We're not, we're not trying to do anything, but you have, you have plenty of information right now. I think more people are looking at it and saying, what about the timing, though? Right now is when you would expect marketing to heat up not be completely quiet Eugene says have we had a single impression from a person who's played the game that doesn't work at Bethesda no there have been no gameplay previews now Eugene that doesn't mean that they aren't coming a lot of those a lot of the Xbox boys have been pretty quiet maybe they went to an event Maybe they got their hands on it, and obviously they have to be quiet until a particular date. They might all be playing it right now. It's possible that they are all playing it right now, and they're just they're gathering their thoughts, and they're going to be putting out a review with you know the embargo dropping. Who knows when? That's very, very possible. IGN played for one hour. Yes, that is true. That was in the wake of the direct. They played for an hour at the event. I think we're talking about like an actual preview capture event or I'm talking about reviews. I'm talking about they may have the game right now because it's such a beefy game. They're already playing it. That is a distinct possibility. Gilly in the Mist with 24 months and it's a VIP plus. Bethesda's a gaming household name. Everyone already knows about the game. People don't need to be sold on a purchase with Game Pass. The Direct already gave everyone the info they need. We're all going to play. Yeah, but Gilly, somebody might push back and be like, everybody knows Spider-Man and they're marketing the heck out of Spider-Man. When everybody knows who you are, isn't that a really good reason to market? Isn't that a really good reason to be talking about the game? Phil Spencer was playing it. Yeah, I mean... My personal opinion is I'm not worried yet. If we get all the way through this month and we don't hear anything, then I might be like, yo, what's going on? Why wouldn't you guys be talking about the game? You know, why wouldn't you be going to Gamescom with new gameplay, you know, new info, a demo, something? That's literally like a week before the game comes out. So I'm not concerned. Everybody going crazy on Twitter. They're like, talk to us, market the game, market the game. I'm like, ah, Bethesda's got their own way of doing things. So... 
they may have their own plan in place. Todd Howard literally said he would shrink marketing windows down to like two weeks. Gamescom Starfield's playable. That's not what I heard. I've seen at least two outlets report that Starfield will will not have a playable demo at Gamescom. I've seen two reports. I've seen reports that Starfield will be there on the showroom floor. I've seen reports that Starfield will not be there. If they're going to be at Gamescom with a playable demo, why would they not be promoting that right now? Gamescom is like two, uh, three weeks away. Sorcerer with 26 months and a VIP. Thank you very much. The mass population does not know about Starfield. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think as many people know about Starfield as you might think. I mean, it's popular, sure. Bethesda's well-known, sure. But there's an entire generation of people. I don't know. Okay, so Tom Warren said Starfield will be at Gamescom. So I saw outlets saying they would be there. And then I saw outlets saying they wouldn't be there. And then I saw an outlet say there will not be a playable demo. They're going to be on the showroom floor, but no playable demo. I couldn't get, I could not get solid answers on that. I, ba- I barely, I made, I made a passing mention of it in the opening monologue because I was like, I can't tell what they're doing because they ain't talking. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't know what they're doing. I, they, are, I don't know if they're going to be there. They're, they're a playable demo. If Tom Warren's saying they're going to be there, then they're likely going to be there. Have we seen this game on the X? No idea what... I think all the gameplay we've seen has been PC. It's getting a theater showcase along Forza at Gamescom, but nothing playable mentioned. Okay. Okay, so Jamie is saying it's going to get a theater showcase alongside Forza at Gamescom, but nothing playable mentioned. Barrier's got this here. Okay, okay, so, no, Xbox at Gamescom on the wire has the following to say, and I think this is why people were speculating. Uh, Attendees will be able to check out exclusive theater presentations from Bethesda Game Studios' highly anticipated Starfield, as well as upcoming Xbox Game Studio releases Forza Motorsport from the developers at Turn 10 Studios and Aura History on told from the team at Oxide Games. Towerborn, the newest adventure from the developers at Stoic and Unveiled Xbox Showcase will be hands-on. Ooh, Towerborn will be hands-on. I thought that game looked sick. Uh, For the first time, we'll have the latest content coming from Elder Scrolls Online and Microsoft Flight Sim. Okay, Starfield will be there. Starfield will be there. But that's fine. Listen, I'm fine with there not being a playable demo at the event. This, is this a game you can do a playable demo with? I don't know. Well, you just put them on a planet, I guess. You just put them on a planet? Thank you so much, Elios, uh, for a month of membership. Anyone else find it weird that it's already an expansion for Starfield Announce? Yeah, I saw that. We missed that, that there was. there's already DLC out. We didn't cover that. But yeah, there's already DLC planned. It even has a name. Sh- uh, shattered shattered space or shattered spaces there's already a, a DLC plan which I thought was interesting yeah shattered space Bethesda preps Starfield shattered space shattered space story expansion that's a mouthful so yeah they've already got a story expansion planned if you guys are just tuning in and you're enjoying the show we're talking about the danger of hype and I approach this from a variety of ways there are people that are really upset about the lack of marketing I'm not bothered by the lack of marketing I may be a little concerned but I'm not really worried there were also people kind of going overboard they were 
speculating that there's going to be mechs in the game because of the Starfield animated shorts and you know, oh, there might be a mech DLC and that overhyping and the YouTubers who have been kind of overhyping it or putting out videos that are like huge update and you know new info. I'm like, man, y'all need to stop this game. Let this game come out and be its own thing. Do not overhype this game. And I think the lack of information is causing sort of two responses. On one hand, you have people responding and saying, where is the marketing? What the heck is going on? And then you have people on the other side in the absence of information combing over every single thing they can looking for information. And then that kind of spirals them off into wild theories and hype. And I and I think that both responses are are unhelpful right now. I don't think what we're seeing with respect to Starfield has been altogether fair. I be, I feel like it's been treated quite a bit different, right? June US sales data. <laughs> Spider-Man's number 10. <laughs> Spider-Man's number 10 in June. Okay. <laughs> in the month where Final Fantasy and Diablo came out, Spider-Man is number 10. Wow. That's that's impressive. I told you, you can't compare anything to Spider-Man. That coffee, it it bounced up. Have you ever had that happen? My coffee mug just attacked me. Golly. Coffee splashed up right on right on my mustache. Drufus with six months, my main concern is how many game-breaking bugs this game has and the performance. Uh, if it doesn't release in a polished and good state, I don't think people will let Bethesda and Xbox get away with it. Thank you, Drufus, for six months and for doing a VIP. Guys, if you are just tuning in, make sure you have smashed that like button. Go through your daily ritual. If you watch this show every day, hitting that like button is a free way to support what we do. Make sure you hit subscribe as well so you can talk in my chat and join the conversation. I'm going to open the door. It's getting warm in my office again. Has cooled off. I dropped my ring. I dropped my ring. It has cooled off outside, so our air conditioner is not kicking on as often. Give me one second. Like the two PCs, the three monitors, and the lights, it gets a little warm in here. And if the AC is not cycling, I, I can't I can't get any moving air. Doomslayer with 12 months. I don't think overhype will hurt it as long as there's no false advertising. I think they already showed enough footage. Yeah, I kind of said that uh, a little bit ago. Let me turn on the coffee alert as well. If anybody orders coffee, it'll pop up. Yeah, by the way, guys, you can push this really hard today, Thursday, and Friday. And you can earn yourself a bonus stream on Friday night with my wife. We'll already be doing it, but I'll have to do beat saber in the just dance outfit all right i actually was saying that a little bit ago doom slayer bethesda might be looking at us looking at this and saying listen we're we're nose down brother we're trying to get this game out the door it hasn't even gone gold yet right and and we've already shown you a ton like what more could we show you we they 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 did a you know they did a 45 minute starfield direct with um this video by the way that I'm using is just the gameplay. It's 25 minutes. 25 minutes 
of the direct was just gameplay. Somebody named uh, Sprint Toggle On. He went through and he grabbed just the gameplay out of the direct, and that, this video is extremely helpful whenever I do a stream like this, because I don't like doing a stream like this and going to show some B-roll, and then all of a sudden you have somebody talking to the camera, like in you know in Bethesda Studios. Infinite with 13 months and it's a VIP. Armored Core 6 and Starfield landing within a week of each other. My body is ready. Thank you so much, Infinite, for renewing the membership. Why isn't Spider-Man on the Xbox? Because Microsoft turned down Spider-Man however many years ago when they were shopping the IP for a video game, and it landed somewhere else. So Microsoft had a chance to have it. Now, obviously, you're seeing a bunch of, you know, lies out here and ridiculous theories. People, you know, running to Michael Pactor claiming that it was going to be multi-plat and, you know, Sony shut that down. These people are just liars, bro. It's not true at all. The actual guy who shopped out the IP revealed this a while ago. We covered it. Spider-Man did, could have come to Xbox. It's just a false story that people are trying to run because, listen, I get it, man. Spider-Man's awesome, but if if Microsoft would have taken the contract and 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 Spider-Man was on on Xbox, I don't think people would be having the same attitude about like superheroes shouldn't be exclusive. You know, okay, it's convenient that you guys turned it down and you think that we turned down the rights to it, but it should be everywhere. Lono, I believe people want to see a walkthrough of a mission. Says emissary, like. What would the player do to complete the mission and could they obtain what could they obtain along the way? Now, Emissary, I said something similar before Starfield Direct. I said, I would love to see a sample of the content loop. What's it look like to accept a mission, go on a mission, complete a mission? What's it look like when loot drops on the ground? What's it look like when you're, you know, you're interacting with the enemies in these open spaces, right? Right now, we've seen some of the combat, but it's all snippets, right? They give you like a snippet of the combat, and then they give you like a snippet of a conversation, and then they give you like a snippet of flying. It'd be cool to see like what you're saying, beginning, middle, and end. I don't need that, by the way. I just think that that would be nice. Like, I would like to see that. Now, I don't need to see that before the game comes out. I think we've seen a significant amount of gameplay. We've seen them build ships, uh, customize ships. We've seen them pile up sandwiches. Uh, you know, we've seen all kind of things. Like, I don't necessarily need that, but I certainly would like that. Yo, Jez is here, and he says, yes, that is the issue with Starfield. Straight up mission. Right, that's always been something that I've talked about with games in general is the content loop. The content loop is God. Everything needs to be subservient to the content loop. And not necessarily knowing what that flow looks like in Starfield, that is a blind spot for us right now. We're not really sure, but I think because we've played Skyrim, because we've played Fallout, I think we can have an approximation of what it would look like. There is obviously some of the questions about loading screens. Right? What's it look like when I accept the mission and now I got to go get in my ship, take off, fly somewhere else, land, get out, do the mission? Apparently, there will be some loading screens and do that. I, no one has ever said that. Well, the the sheer size. Oh, people are saying blip. My stream just froze. We had gone such a long time without any blips. Nothing happened on my end at all. Sounds like YouTube's having an issue. 
Uh, did we lose internet for a second? No, I'm totally fine. Nothing happened on my end. I've not dropped frames. My bitrate's solid. I, it must have been on YouTube's end. Must have been on like the front end of YouTube. I don't know. It froze. We blipped. Speaking of loading screens. <laughs> yeah, YouTube heard us talking about loading screens and they wanted to give you guys... The, the 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 immersive experience of what a loading screen felt like what a loading screen uh, looked like <laughs> 15 second blip that is so bizarre but we haven't had any issues we've not had any issues at all lately so not really sure what the what the problem is YouTube uh, YouTube has been smooth for for since I got back. Well, not super smooth. It was kind of bad last week. So, listen, do me a favor. Do me a favor. Blips like that really hurt us because YouTube's going to assume that we lost a bunch of viewers because it's going to spike us up to viewership that's not real, like 873. We had maybe 820. So, smash the like button and give some members. That can kind of soften the blow because, like, YouTube's going to analyze the video and be like, what the frick just happened? You just, you know, you just lost a bunch of people. So, do me a favor. Smash the like button and let's let's hit 25 members super quick. We got we to gotta get this moving. We're trying to hit that 3,500 this week. You guys already got the three thousand we've had a really strong bounce back graden with 11 months blippity blip keep up the awesome work shiny red flag with five months don't want to go into space for a sandwich thanks preacher says it wasn't you it was site wide for 18 seconds okay so it was the entire website okay okay graden says i will help bring the heat back i'll help bring i will help the cause he gifts five members thank you so much graden it goes to jez david gabriel johnny and killage you guys all got gifted members no man's sky copycats i don't feel like that at all okay i i've not i've played no man's sky quite a bit i got really really far in a bait in a main save I got into building, we made a community planet, I've done some of the seasonal expeditions, and when I look at Starfield, I do not see a Starfield copycat. Now, I see things from Starfield. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't see a No Man's Sky copycat. I do see things from No Man's Sky. I do. Some of the building, some of the th- some of the crafting, some of the way you mine, sure. Aaron Claypool gifts a membership. Thank you so much, Aaron Claypool, for gifting a membership, bumping us up here to 16 out of 25. This is begging for a 10-bomb, the Agent of Chaos, and the first goal achiever. I'm more hyped for Starfield than Spider-Man, and I play on PlayStation. Spider-Man is a subscription game for me. Now, I don't get that at all. I don't get that at all. Spider-Man's a day one for me, but I'm more of an action-adventure guy. You know, I'm more of an action-adventure guy. I got the collector's edition for Spider-Man. I got the collector's uh, edition. I got the collector's edition for uh, the... the, I got it for Spider-Man, and I got it for Starfield. I snagged snagged both. I snagged both of those collector's editions. Because I am looking forward to, you know, both games. I am. I think both games have a, a high likelihood of not just doing well commercially, but I think they're both going to review quite well. Starfield, I think, again, it's always going to come back to their their biggest hurdles performance. Javier Cotto does it. He says, I will do the goal achiever, and I'll be the go-ahead goal. Javier Cotto, second place. 
Second place last month, the Casual Grinder. Casual Grinder beat him by two gifted members. The man himself. The man himself, Javier Cotto. And one from Joker. Thank you so much, Joker Quinn, bumping us to 27. Appreciate you very, very much. Are you suggesting your reaction isn't toxic? What's this guy saying? Uh, Spider-Man 2 wins again. Endlessly inferior race marches on. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Barrier says, how much of that stuff from No Man's Sky, though? Or are they just staple mechanics of sci-fi RPG simulator genre? Yeah, let's talk about that. Because the whole copying No Man's Sky thing, okay? Yeah, Casual Grinder is the guy who had the most gifted members last last month. He beat out Javier Cotto by two. Um, but look, here, here's my problem with those comparisons. Some of those elements, I don't exactly know what other way you would do it. If you're making a sci-fi game for space exploration and you're going to be harvesting minerals, do you want to do it with a shovel, uh, a pickaxe, or a laser beam, right? To me, it's like, oh, you use a laser to to harvest materials. Yeah? Nope. Okay. What were they supposed to do? Hand you a pickaxe? What? What were they supposed to give you for that? Oh, you zip around with a jetpack. Uh, okay. Jet, jet, you think? Do you think a jetpack is is no is is unique to No Man's Sky? Well, you have like a scanner. You like scan the materials and you scan the objects. You think No Man's Sky is the first game to do that? You you think you think No Man's Sky is the first game to ever be like, hey? In this exploration game, you have this scanner that that scans the uh, the plant life and the animals, and you think you think No Man's Sky is the first game to do that. Some of these things, it's just like I don't know how else you would do it. I, how else would you have somebody going on to a planet and scanning the plant life and scanning the animal life and harvesting materials? Think about it like this: How many survival games? have borrowed from Minecraft. But when you play the survival game and you're like hitting rocks with a pickaxe, are you like, can you believe it? Can you believe that they're just out here copying Minecraft? Nobody says that, right? Obvious inspiration from No Man's Sky is in aspects of Starfield, right? Like this right here. Scanning the areas, you know, scanning the the fauna and the flora and the resources, okay? Sure, but the, I don't think any of that's unique to No Man's Sky. I don't. Crafty Martin with two months of memberships. Afternoon all. I'm ready to lose myself in Starfield for months. Thank you so much for renewing your memberships. Oh, is that guy still here? You're saying, does he need a snack? Poor No Man's Sky Studios, 30 FPS loser, copycat as usual, and pro-consumerism too. Yeah, folks like you just can't hang out here, Skull. People call me a Sony pony, but I'm sitting here talking about how I think Starfield could be good. I don't actually think it was just a big copycat thing of No Man's Sky. 
and you're just copying and pasting the same toxic nonsense. So they should be sued for IP infringement. I mean, there there are a number there are a number of space exploration games that I suppose could then sue Hello Games for things that they did first. Like I think it's a ludicrous claim. So your intelligence level is too low to hang out here. Derek says scan grinding comes all the way back from Metroid Prime. Right, like, none of these things, like, showed up for the very first time in No Man's Sky, right? Like, I will never, ever deny that there is not clear inspiration and maybe even borrowed ideas from No Man's Sky in this game, but that's video games in general. It's video game in general. Yeah, Deep Rock Galactic, you mine for minerals with, like, like a beam of light. It's very similar in the way that you, like, comb through everything. I just, I, I don't think you're ever going to have a game like this that doesn't, like, borrow from other games, right? To a certain degree. You got to stop calling people dumb. Well, I mean, sometimes you got to call a dummy a dummy, right? Right? <laughs> you should be happy, Lono. You weren't called a Sony pony this time. That's right. Yeah. Um, somebody's asking me about modders. Where's the question? What's your opinion on PC modders? I'm hoping for a co-op mod. Uh, and here's a super chat tip with a similar thought. Five dollar super chat tip from BT PT Bullet Boy Gaming. Starfield modding community is going to take this game to another level. I've seen pushback on this, and so let me give you the pushback. I said similar things. You know, modders are gonna modders are gonna eat this game up. And we had somebody say the one day, well, maybe not. Okay. Maybe not. And one of the things that they said was, in the early days of the game, the modders run the risk of adding really cool things that then get sort of broken by updates from Bethesda. Now, I don't know if this is true or not. I'm simply restating to you the pushback that I have seen. So you'll, you, you'll have to tell me if this is accurate or not in the history of modding these games okay so I'm stepping into a realm where I don't know as much I'm like okay modding of Bethesda games okay historically do they get a bunch of really awesome mods in the launch month or do they come later because if you do a bunch of great mods in the launch month I would assume you're going to be bucking up against patches from Bethesda because JR Matrix is saying modders did wonders with Fallout 4 okay when I have like an eyelash got it when did they do that did they do that in like the first two months or did that all come later I am genuinely asking I don't know I'm not educated on the modding community of Bethesda I played Skyrim and Fallout 4 on my Xbox that's where I played I didn't mess around with any of that crap I personally think the glitchiness and the bugginess of Skyrim and Fallout 4 are always completely overstated I played both of those games with minimal problems I never had any major issues with either of those games Shooter Forever says within months other people are saying it was later all the great mods in Skyrim came way later Brooklyn Breed is saying it was way later people are saying years later several months after release okay so we're just gonna base this off of what people in chat are saying they're saying it was way later it was months later it was years later okay 
if that's the case, then a lot of what y'all are saying, you can't count on that immediately. PT Bullet Boy Gaming says solo PC players can't be forced to update to play. Excellently made point. Thank you for the $2 super chat. Again, right? Hey, somebody ordered some coffee. Did you order some coffee, Lido? Let's check the coffee orders. Guys, by the way, you see this over here, Reforge Rose. I don't talk about this that much. This is mine. Oh, we have two coffee orders today. There we go. Thank you so much. I cannot say your names. Uh, so if you guys are one of the people that ordered Reforge Rose today, thank you so much. This is not a sponsor. This is mine. It's in my house. You're supporting a small business. My wife and kiddos ship that to you with little thank you notes. So if you're a coffee drinker, just try a bag of it. Trust me. The people in chat will tell you. Brooklyn Breed says, I caught both games day one and it was years later. So, so, yeah, okay. So, I'm not trying to downplay what the modders can do. But here's what I'm attempting to dispel. I'm attempting to dispel the notion that, oh, if Starfield has a bunch of problems day one, don't worry, the modders will fix it. Okay, we just established that that's unlikely to happen in the early days of the game's launch. So, I think, I'm going to continue to say this, if this game has trouble with performance on PC, week one, it will not go over very well. It won't. I do not think we are in an era where PC gamers are going to accept another bad port. They're, they're not. Look at the scores of Jedi Survivor. Look at the scores of Wolong. Okay? If games come to PC and they don't do very well, the PC community, Steam especially, they rip it to shreds and then they get their money back. I don't think there's going to be this, oh no, modders will fix it. Oh. Okay. Okay. But... We just established that the modders likely won't be able to do anything or won't really do anything tectonic for a couple of months. Nobody in chat was was arguing that, oh no, yeah, the modders did things right away in Fallout 4 and Skyrim. Your purchase money didn't go to modders, says Eugene. Stewart's, Russell Stewart says, Lono, do you think that possibly is a reason they don't update their engine much for familiarity to existing modders and fast mod support? I think that the engine's super agile and very moddable, and I think it's a proprietary engine. I think a developer letting go of a proprietary engine is very difficult. Like, CD Projekt Red dropping the Red engine and going Unreal 5 is a pretty significant shift. That would be like somebody coming out, you know, um, that'd be like Insomniac coming out and be like, yeah, we're no longer using our proprietary engine. What? What? Why? FromSoft's engine's proprietary, right? All of a sudden, they just drop their their engine and go Unreal 5. Huh? So, Bethesda dropping the creation engine would be extremely difficult. Everybody that works for you, all of your teams, all of your your processes, all of your workflows, everything would change. Not only would you obviously have to get everybody trained and up to speed on a new engine, but all of your tools, all of your all of your workflow, your the way your teams interact, everything would change. Your QA department, it would be absolutely tectonic internally for them to switch engines. 
So I, I don't think it's as simple as like, oh yeah, they don't like to update the engine much because of the modders or whatever. It's no, they're on this engine and they don't make big changes to the engine because it's it's endemic to everything they do. Now you could say, well, they have made big changes to the engine. This is supposed to be what creation engine 2.0. Or, or whatever. I don't know if we've been given any specifics as to what exactly the creation engine has had done to it, but there's been speculation. Now, some of the speculation came from, like, fandom YouTubers, so I'm not taking any of that to the bank. That feels like monopoly money to me. I want Bethesda to talk about it. That I would I don't want some YouTuber making speculation about well I heard this and I heard that and I don't care about that. I want the developers to speak about it. We already know how engine change went over at 343. <laughs> Just look at how long it took Netherrealm to create a Mortal Kombat game with Unreal 5. Elio says, Lona, did you hear the Jedi Survivors coming to the Xbox One and PS4? I think it's phenomenal. Yeah. Maybe that's the version I'm already playing because it runs like crap. Never been never been more frustrated with a developer. It's so frustrating. To have the gall, to have the absolute boulder-sized stones to walk into the public and be like, yeah, we could have taken more time with Jedi Survivor, but we didn't. We knew we could get it done in six weeks. You got boulder-sized cojones to tell that to the public with how that game is running. It runs like garbage, and your Steam score is an embarrassment. Oh, and then we learned that you're bringing it to old gen? Oh, thank you so much. That's, that's phenomenal. That does so much for everybody who bought that game full price day one. Amazing. Simply astounding. Starfield will push the power of the Series S. I'm not sure what you mean by that. Like, there are third-party games right now pushing it to its limits. They're moving on to last-gen versions before fixing current gen. I, I, I don't know what they're doing, bro. Baba uh, Ferk says, I create mods frequently. Uh, GP versions of Bethesda titles can't always be modded because the script extenders... SKSE, F4SE, ETC, they will not work, which in turn forces the full purchase to mod the game. So, I don't, I'm not understanding what you're saying. What, what Are you saying Game Pass versions of Bethesda titles cannot always be modded? Or what, are you, what exactly are you saying to me? It in turn forces the full purchase to mod the game? Besides the topic of FPS, what actually has you worried about Starfield? I'm excited, but I gotta be honest, my expectations are super tempered. Well, okay. Number one, I think performance overall is a concern. Because it doesn't even run that well capped at 30. It doesn't. There are moments that drop below 30. If you can't maintain 30, we have a real problem. Number one... You're not giving us 60. That's a problem. Stop saying it isn't, okay? Stop saying that's not a problem. Secondly, if you can't even maintain 30, that's more than a problem. That's an embarrassment. What what do you mean you can't maintain 30? What are we doing? What year is it? 
So if you can't ma- if you can't give me 60, I think that's a problem in 2023. I do. If you can't even maintain 30, that's an embarrassment. Tears of the Kingdom all over again? Tears of the Kingdom runs on a calculator. That's not even a fair comparison. Tears of the Kingdom runs on hardware that came out in 2017, not 2020. It's running on hardware that never promised next-gen. It's not running on hardware that that w- w- that promised 4K, native 4K, by the way, up to 120. That's, that's the situation that you're facing. This is a this is a flagship title for Microsoft. And if you can't even maintain 30, man, that's a that is a problem. Now, beyond that, beyond that, oh, let's just forget frames per second for a second. What about just overall performance? Like, is the game going to be buggy? Is it going to be glitchy? Like, we're being told it has the least amount of bugs. Okay, cool. I still have massive concerns about performance. The PC requirements are super murky because they're in a contract with AMD. You got AMD out here doing commercials basically for their video cards. Being like, Here, here's what uh, we recommend for Starfield. What? Which and, and we basically have passive confirmation, no DLSS for NVIDIA card holders, which is, a, which is again a disappointment for PC users and adds to concern about overall performance of the game. Yo, what's good, Feed? I see you in the chat. So, from, from where I sit, right, from, from where I sit, it's like performance is still the number one concern. It's been my concern since we first saw gameplay. Game looks awesome. Game looks promising. It's not going to matter if it runs bad. It isn't going to matter. Ask me how much I played Jedi Survivor. I stopped playing Jedi Survivor. I got about two hours in and I stopped playing. Why? Because it doesn't matter that it's Star Wars. I, I grew up on Star Wars. I love Star Wars. I love Star Wars. TIE Fighter, X-Wing, Mando, BB-8, Dark Trooper. Grew up on Star Wars. Love Star Wars. I'm not playing Jedi Survivor because of performance. I I don't care. I don't care that you have a cool story. I don't care that you have great voice acting. I don't care that I get to run around with a lightsaber and do force powers. None of that matters to me if the game runs poorly. So... I don't care how cool, how awesome, how expansive Starfield is. If it runs like booty cheeks, who? no one's playing that for very long. Gamers are showing. Gamers are showing that they will not put up with performance issues like they would in the past. Look at the games coming out, and when they have performance issues, look at how they fare. They get shredded. Look at Wolong's score on Steam. Look at Jedi Survivor's score on Steam. Even Remnant 2 is having its score drop on Steam because of stuttering issues and optimization issues. Gamers are less and less tolerant. Do you want to know why they're less and less tolerant? There's, There's way more to play. There's way more to play. It's so easy to be like, I'll go play something else. I'll go, I'll go play something else. Why am I going to play your game if it runs bad? 
I got a I got a backlog that's a mile high, right? I'm playing through um, Viewfinder, the really really cool camera puzzle game. That game is phenomenal, and I'll play that. Every time Lono says expansive, I hear him saying expensive with an accent. That's right, it's expansive. Are you playing Final Fantasy 16? That has performance issues. Final Fantasy 16's performance issues have received a lot of criticism from me. I, I really, I really lit them up yesterday for it, but I can still play the game and enjoy it. Cutscenes are phenomenal, stories phenomenal, combat's fantastic. The, the performance issues in Final Fantasy 16 are not anywhere near what Jedi Survivor is. The performance issues in Final Fantasy 16 are literally not actually performance issues. It's that they decided to not give you dynamic resolution. So you don't maintain 60 FPS on performance mode. So if you play the game on quality mode, there are no performance issues. So it's not surprising, Andre, that you're in here running false narratives. You've done that before. So, I mean, the the performance issues for Final Fantasy 16, I've been quite critical of what they did with performance mode in that game, but they're not performance issues like Jedi Survivor has. Jedi Survivor has screen tearing, frame drops, the entire game hitches and freezes. That doesn't happen in Final Fantasy 16. I just don't maintain 60 FPS in that game because they turn off dynamic resolution the minute you're not in combat. But again, nuance, education, information, and facts are difficult. You know, they're really inconvenient when you're grinding an axe. In the past, we didn't have to be concerned about performance until now because these companies have said, our game looks and performs like this and that, and then they don't keep their promises. Funny part is, during the fighting, the performance mode stables. Yes, because it turns on dynamic resolution. They don't want dynamic resolution during exploration because they're using FSR 1 and dynamic resolution is very noticeable when you're not in the midst of a crazy fight. So they're trying to protect what the game looks like, but in the process, the game looks blurry anyway. <clears throat> the minute the minute I come out of a fight, it gets blurry. So you're not protecting the game's fidelity. It, it, lo- it looks bad. It doesn't look good. I'd rather have dynamic resolution and maintain frames because when you don't maintain frames, it's immersion breaking. So, it's all the same to me. That's convenient. That's convenient. So then you're not going to play Starfield, I take it. If it's all the same to you, then Starfield being capped at 30 and not maintaining 30, according to your own definition, those are performance issues and you won't be playing Starfield then, right? Consistency is difficult. I know. Performance mode in Final Fantasy 16 still maintains a respectable frame rate in most exploration as well. It's very certain moments and areas that it drops. Oh yeah, in towns, it's, it's especially it's especially terrible. I mean, it sounds to me like you're holding games on one side to a standard that you're not holding games to on the other side. I played in performance mode, says Shelly. I know they fixed motion blur uh, past week in fidelity mode, but I hate the jump. <clears throat> Y'all console peasants keep playing in 4K. I play in 8K on my PC. Really? What 8K monitor are you using? What graphics card are you using? Like, what's your hardware setup that you're running 8K? What 8K games are you playing?
Consumers don't care as much about performance as long as the game is good. The NPT year-to-date release and Tears of the Kingdom, Final Fantasy 16, and Jedi Survivor are all in the top 10. That doesn't mean anything. What are you talking about? So, Zelda, one of the most long, long-standing franchises in the world, topped NPD. Oh, so? Final Fantasy 16, okay? Jedi Survivor is Star Wars. So? You're saying people don't care about performance. Those are all sales during launch month. It's in the aftermath that consumers are taking issue with it. Like, Jedi Survivor generated tons of money. Great, cool. A sequel to a great Star Wars game generated a lot of money. Neat. That doesn't mean that it's doing... It's doing terribly on Steam, likely getting tons of refunds. I think we should stop until we hear this top shelf lie. Well, I mean, if you had an 8K monitor and an 8K rig, it wouldn't take you very long to rattle off what you have. He's likely right now Googling to be like, oh, what 8K monitor can I claim that I have? It's taken him a second, right? It's taken him a second. He's got to go Google to be like, well... I don't want to get caught in a conundrum here. I have to I have to find an 8K monitor and then I'm going to have to figure out how strong would my rig have to be to do 8K. So he's probably googling what video cards are 8K capable. He's having a hard time right now. It, it's difficult. It's real difficult. Yeah, Star Wars Jedi Survivor has a 63% out of 32,000 reviews on Steam. I don't care that it topped NPD. It's a freaking Star Wars game. Of course it did. Nah, I'm just at work. Sure you are. Where where do you where do you work? <laughs> at the lying in 8K factory? Is that where you work? He used a winky emote. I think it was sarcasm. It didn't sound like sarcasm to me. I mean, maybe it was, but when people start saying console peasants, I'm always, always, I'm always like, wait a minute, don't start doing that here. All you console peasants. If he was doing satire, then fine. Ha ha ha. But it didn't, it didn't, I didn't read, it didn't read like satire to me. Ghost in the Garage Gaming with four months of memberships. I would like to know what the gentleman is running to play in 8K. I have almost a 12K setup, and I can't touch 8K. And uh, Trophy Achievement Hunter with one month of membership. When Tears of the Kingdom wins Game of the Year, do you think the 30 FPS narrative will be there from people online? Um, I, I don't necessarily know if Tears of the Kingdom has Game of the Year in the bag, by the way. I think there's a lot of competition. I do. I think there's a lot of competition. Um, But let's just say for the sake of argument, it wins. I don't necessarily know if that puts to bed the 30 FPS discussion because it's just such old hardware. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, let's imagine that there was a really popular Game Boy right now. And a Game Boy game won Game of the Year. I don't think anybody would be like, oh yeah, man, 30 FPS is totally cool. What? No, I don't think so. Because... I mean, 
I certainly wouldn't put it past people to try to run with that narrative. I think it's a completely ignorant narrative to start acting like Tears of the Kingdom means games can be at 30 FPS. I think that has to be one of the dumbest lines of reasoning I've ever seen. It's it's incredibly stupid. That would that would be like a game launching on the PlayStation 4 only for whatever the frick reason and it's capped at 30 and it wins game of the year. Everyone's like, "Yep, see, 30 FPS is fine." What do you mean it launched on old hardware? It's one of the most brazen forms of non sequitur I've ever seen. It doesn't logically follow that well, we launched this game on really old and weaker portable hardware. And because it's capped at 30, that means 30 FPS is totally fine. Huh? What? What are you talking about? Yes, thank you, Zubair. Wouldn't that also make 1080p the narrative? If you're going to argue that 30 FPS is totally fine if Tears of the Kingdom wins Game of the Year, then you also have to say that 1080 is totally fine. Are you willing to say that? I don't think you are. 4K televisions are going to continue to saturate the market. You, you totally fine with 1080? You want to play all your games at 1080? Well, what's the problem? What's the problem with 1080? Uh, Tears of the Kingdom runs at 1080. It won game of the year. Don't, don't you see? It's not logical. It's like, well, no, of course it runs at 1080, and of course it runs at 30. It's old portable hardware. It's not pushing performance. That was never the goal of that device. So, any anybody pushing that narrative doesn't know what they're talking about. They don't. It's, it's literally an insistence upon something that's outdated. It, it just it doesn't make any sense. Blu-rays, 4K televisions, next-gen consoles, everything's moving up. And there's this weird segment in the gaming community that's like, I'm totally fine with performance we had a decade ago. I'm totally fine with that. 1080-30's just fine by me. Like, I'm not trying to be mean, but man, you're weird. That's weird to me. Everything's gone up. Like, man, I don't know why everybody's talking about these smartphones, these touchscreens. I'm over here with my flip phone. Okay, 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 boomer. Like, we're not hardcore gamers. You don't have to be a hardcore gamer to appreciate things looking and running better. You do not have to be a hardcore gamer to appreciate the fact that Blu-ray looks crazy good compared to DVDs. That 4K looks crazy good compared to like old big screens. That better televisions, better resolution, better performance. Like appreciating that doesn't make you a hardcore gamer. It just makes you a sensible consumer. As quality standards rise, so do my expectations. That doesn't that's I've never felt like, oh, I'm a hardcore gamer because I expect 60 FPS. I expect 60 FPS because it looks better, it feels better, it's objectively better for the game's performance, for iframes, for accuracy. 1080 is fine. Half the games that claim 1440 or 4K is upscaled 1080. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that they're 1080. Upscaling technology is remarkable. That does no. There's a difference between a 1080 game and a 1440 game up, up upscaling from 1080. Like 
that, that again is just a it, that's a that's a misrepresentation of what upscaling is actually achieving. Upscaling technology is getting remarkably good, and you're not playing a 1080 game when it's set to 1440-60 and it's internally 1080 and upscaling. You're not playing a 1080 game. That's just some weird console war debate where they want to try to take away from a game by being like, well, according to the tech analysis, because I, I don't know how this works, uh, these guys are saying it's internally 1080. Well, can you tell? I, I can't tell. The 4K checkerboard upgrade to God of War 2018, I couldn't freaking tell. Well, internally, it's, it's actually... I, I couldn't tell. It looked rem- It looked great. 72030 is good on my next gen series S game pass for the win. <laughs> Graphics drive up the price. Huh? Graphics drive up the price? Did graphics drive up the price of Gotham Knights? That was a next gen only game. Look like a look like a mobile game. I have to disagree, Lono. 1080 is fine for a lot of people. Okay, I think we're having a misunderstanding. In the in the nicest way possible, I don't care what you're okay with. Arguing that games can come out for next-gen consoles at 1080-30 because of a Nintendo Switch game is an illogical argument. I don't care what you're okay with. That doesn't that doesn't land on the discussion. Well, I've I've still got CRT. That's fine by me. I still got VHS movies. I do not care about that. I was addressing an illogical form of argumentation. Well, 1080 30's fine because of a Nintendo Switch game. Hold the frickin' phone. I bought a next-gen console, and so did many other people that promised way more than that. You cannot justify graphical regression simply because you're okay with it. That I don't care about that. 1080 is literally normal, though. What? What do you mean normal? Define normal. Every day we get further and further away from God. What are we talking about? 1080 is normal? What is hap- What year is it? Three years ago, we were promised 4K gaming up to 120 FPS and the fact that people are like burying their face in buckets of copium to be like, well, I'm okay with 1080 and I'm okay with 30. What? What are we talking about? If if you're okay with that, that is totally fine. I'm not telling you how you should feel. I'm saying that if we're going to use a Nintendo Switch game to justify games launching at 1080-30, that's that's illogical. What you're doing is 
you're justifying Blu-rays coming out at the visual fidelity of VHS. Why? You're just you're you're literally using the existence of a VHS movie to argue. Like, that's the insanity of what we're talking about. Well, this movie on VHS looks really good, and people really liked it. Therefore, it's okay if Blu-ray movies come out at VHS quality. Huh? What? This Nintendo Switch game came out and was highly praised. It runs at 1080-30. Ergo, it's totally fine if next-gen games come out at 1080-30. No! 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 Stop that! That that, Nuh-uh! What? (laughs) That's crazy talk! You're talking like a crazy person! My PS5 and my Xbox Series X are Mount Everest to the molehill of the Nintendo Switch. The Nintendo Switch is not defining where games are going. It's, it's, It's six years old and portable. It's not the bar. It's not the technological driver in the market. 1080s normal, 1080s fine. It's 1080-30 is fine. 1080s. What are we even saying? Like, if you're totally fine with 1080-30, maybe you got an older television. Maybe you got a smaller monitor. Man, cool. I don't care about that. If that's what you're fine with, man, more power to you. I'm simply addressing an illogical argumentation that. You cannot run to the Nintendo Switch and use its game to then argue that it's totally fine if a game comes out for the Series X or the PlayStation 5 that's 1080-30. Have you watched anybody play Ratchet & Clank at 4K30? Have you watched anybody play Burning Shores DLC at 4K30? What are you even talking about? You, you are, you're literally talking crazy talk if that's what you think oh creatures giving my thumbnail for members I've got 1080p stop hating I'm nobody's hating don't get in your feelings on this I'm not attacking you or your preferences I was attacking bad argumentation I've stressed this so many times you're not listening to me if you think I'm hating on you or hating on your preferences I am attacking bad argumentation I think we're talking past each other I thought you were talking about resolution only not frame rates we were talking about both You cannot use Tears of the Kingdom to say, well, 30 FPS is totally fine. Well, then so is 1080. What year is it? What the frick? Imagine a game coming out and doing that. Play Starfield in September in glorious 1080-30. They'd be laughed at. Put that on your marketing. Do it and see how well it goes for you. In stunning 1080-30. Like, what year is it? Is it 2010? If, if your current setup has you playing 1080, if you're on a Series S, you're playing a lot of games at 144030 and 1080-60, maybe barely. Okay, so if that's your setup, man, I, that's fine. I, I, I am not judging you. I'm not judging your choices. I'm not telling you what you should feel or what you should do. 
I was seeing an argument argument put forth with respect to Tears of the Kingdom. The question that was posed to me was, do you think if Tears of the Kingdom wins game of the year will it start up the 30 fps narrative again now i missed a couple of resubs ryan wait with five months always love the convos love the lurk and listen while doing my delivery routes much love thank you ryan wait and gail windforce with 13 months in a vip says if 1080 is the normal then why has almost everyone upgraded to, to the current generation I, I, that is such an excellent question guys by the way let me give you uh, a member count and thank you again to the people that already hit 27 every 25 members I give 5 let's just take a very brief break we're an hour and a half into the broadcast let me give you a member count we are trying to push to 3500 before Friday if you hit it before Friday you get to double dip on the incentive this month we're currently at 3123 you're well on your way you're going to make it tough on yourself Thursday and Friday put a little bit of more of a dent into it and then I'll owe you more mine count by the way my the ones that I gift back count okay so the the question I have for people that are like well 1080 30 is totally fine what what did you buy into the next gen ecosystem for then what were you looking for yo behemoth comes in with five thank you so much behemoth this guy went so massive last month as well. Appreciate you, bro. Obviously, we're a little bit out in left field. Like, Starfield, the danger of hype, that's kind of ethereal. That's kind of philosophical. Like, we couldn't talk only about Starfield, danger of hype, for two hours, okay? We made it about an hour, and now we're more. And this is tangentially related to Starfield, because Starfield's not delivering next-gen performance Unless, of course, they're going to try to claim, oh, it runs at 4K30. They haven't really given us a breakdown of exactly what we're going to get performance-wise. We got an answer from Todd about it's capped at 30 for this reason. Okay, great. So it's 4K30, okay? But is it 4K upscaled? Is it dynamic 4K? We don't have the exact stats on how that's going to work. How are you maintaining 30? What's going on with the 4K? Is it upscaling from 1080? Is it upscaling from 1440? Is it a dynamic 4K resolution that can go up and down? Like, we don't have those stats just yet. And Cat comes in with a 10 bomb. Thank you so much, Cat, pushing us even closer to 50. Cat says, I want to see Lono in those short shorts. She didn't say that. I'm just imagining that's what she wants. She wants to see me in those short shorts again this Friday, wearing the Just Dance outfit, playing some Beat Saber. Cap to 30 because they're using AMD. Well, I mean, everybody's using AMD on console, homie. You hope it's native 4K? It will not. I don't think it will not. It will. <clears throat> it will not be native 4K. I don't think so. It's very unlikely. <clears throat> native 4K is uh, is extremely uncommon. Most of the 4K games out right now are upscaled to 4K. Right. Brooklyn Breed says, yo, what? <laughs> Kat says, wait, what? She wants to take back her gifted members now. <laughs> Catwalk says, I want to see it. And he gives five. See? See? Everybody gifted members is just passively admitting they want to see me in short shorts. Man, I'm not the one saying it. You're saying it with your gifted members. Digital Foundry already found elements of FSR 2 that upscales to 4K from 1300. Okay, okay. Thank you so much for another gifted member. Javier Cotto takes us to 48 out of 50. Thank you so much, Javier. 
it'll be upscaled and it will be dynamic right I'm not arguing for specific res or FPS but I bought next gen for new games regardless of res and FPS right this conversation is related to Starfield it's tangentially related but it is related that's my question to people that are like I don't care about 1080 I don't care about 60 frames per second why did you buy into next gen consoles then why what do you own series x do you own a series s do you own a ps5 49 members on the day one more coming in from javier Cotto. he's gonna walk us right up to the door of 50 thank you so much i appreciate that when they say cap do they mean capped only in 4k or is it 30 fps on every resolution kvax as far as i can tell starfield is just starfield on console there is you don't go in and choose anything you don't go in and choose anything. It's just, That's just it. Javier Cotto with another gifted member. Thank you so much, Javier. Taking us to 50 out of 50. I now owe you guys 10 members. It's always a race to be the agent of chaos. Who's going to push it past 50? They bought it for new games and a new system. New games, that's it. I own both consoles and a PC. Literally bought them for new games. So you... Rockin' Robin is the agent of chaos. There it is. The winner of the oh-so-coveted agent of chaos award. DK Baker, just a little too slow off the draw. Everybody's stealing your thunder lately, DK Baker. DK Baker is the king of single gifted members. 58 individual gifted members last month. DK Baker, you're the man. Catwalk says, who likes short shorts? I like short shorts. Appreciate that, Catwalk, with five months of memberships. And the man, my man, he hasn't been around in a while, but he's been back the last couple of days. Missed you, bro. 809 Lion, gifted a membership. Thank you so much for doing that. Dubair says, I'm still on the It's CPU Bound train, so resolution scaling isn't going to help much. Okay, okay. I want to engage with this, though. No hate, no disrespect. I'm trying to understand where people are coming from. You want the new games. Let's see them legs. Listen, man, I'll give you guys a little bit, just a teeny bit of a taste, okay? I know this is not an Alex thigh, okay? You'll have to accept the the inferior product right now, okay? <laughs> but, <laughs> but, I, you know, mine aren't, mine aren't terrible, all right? This is, this is 10, this is 1080, <laughs> This is 1080, but according to people in chat, 1080 is fine. So, you know, Alex's thighs are 4K, mine are 1080. So maybe we can get some dynamic scaling and make them look a little bit better on Friday night. In any case, I'm curious about the people that are like, well, I got the, I bought into this ecosystem because I want the new games. Okay. Given how new games are marketing themselves and how insanely awesome some of these games are looking... None of that. None of that matters, right? Per- performance, graphics, none of that matters to you. You you don't care about sixty frames per second. You don't care about resolution, right? My eyes so bright. <laughs> you guys are so mean. You get what I'm saying, though, right? Like. Oh, I want all the new games. Well, but aren't a lot of the new games really trying to push graphics? Aren't they really trying to push performance? So you want new games, but you don't care about a lot of the things that like that, that new games are pushing for? I'm Again, I'm trying to understand your position. I'm not trying to tell you 
what you should care about. I think a lot of people are getting defensive because there are still a lot of 1080p TVs and monitors out there. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. It's possible that a lot of people are just not in a position to upgrade their tech. They're like, yeah, 1080 is fine. Now, now Piers is saying, Piers Taylor is saying 108060 is fine for me. I actually can have some understanding of that perspective. I'm I'm a 104060 guy. I think 104060 is the sweet spot. I don't need 4K. I don't really need ray tracing. You give me 104060 and it's solid, I am happy. I'll I'll play games like that till the cows come home. I had somebody trying to call me out. Some guy he tweeted at me yesterday trying to claim it was a contradiction where I said that I feel like we're close to the ceiling of power with games like Final Fantasy 16 and Burning Shores. I've said, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're close to the power and the fidelity of the PS5. And the guy's like, yeah, but I thought you said the PS5 is powerful. It's like, both things can be true. I know that's difficult for you because you don't think in nuance. You think in black and white tribalism because you're, a, you're, you're, just, you're an ignorant person. So raise your intelligence a little bit. You can be excited about the PS5 and say, oh, the PS5 is really strong, but also be like, I think we're close to the ceiling of its power. I think we're seeing the strength of fidelity we're going to see this gen from the PS5. If I, on my PS5, get games that look as good as Burning Shores for the next four years, I'm extremely happy with my purchase. That's totally fine. That's phenomenal. If games come out and look at that level of fidelity of Burning Shores or Final Fantasy 16, that's a great piece of hardware. I'm very pleased with with my purchase. There's no contradiction there at all. Both can be true. Something can be really strong, but I can also concede and admit that I, I don't think we're going to exceed the graphical fidelity that we've seen in Burning Shores. I just don't think we're going to. I don't think there's a lot of headroom left, personally. That was me engaging with the idea that like a PS5 Pro is not necessary. It's like, I, I, I don't think there's this... I don't think there's this untapped headroom on the PS5 that we're going to see tapped into late gen. I just don't think so. I think we're in a different scenario than we were previous generations. Why are you buying high-end graphics card and CPU but not spending 40 extra bucks on a 1440 monitor? I'm okay with 1080-60. It's not perfect, but I'll take it over 30. Maybe this is getting at the root of something, says Kvax. I've noticed the same sentiment among friends and family. Maybe that is being marketed... Maybe what is being marketed for is wrong. I mean, I don't know. I found all the 4K marketing to be irritating, but it's always like the marketing is ahead of the curve. They started marketing 4K, and now the market's normalized 4K. 4K televisions are everywhere. And I just think a lot of people haven't upgraded yet. People are like, I don't really care about 4K. Yeah, 1080's fine by me. Listen... I have a lot of my dad's ideas about things kind of baked into me. I had a 720p plasma television up until like two years ago. And people in chat would just, they just would not abide that. They're like, you're not going to be hooking up a PlayStation 5 and a Series X to a 720p plasma. I couldn't bring myself to replace it because it still worked. That's always how my dad was. My dad was like, if it works, I'm not replacing it. He would always buy his tech secondhand, his radios, his televisions. He always bought those things secondhand so that we could have what we needed. Like my dad, 
literally just retired. He's from the old school. 43 years at the same company. Always made sure we had what we needed. And he instilled some of that in me. So, like, I just couldn't bring myself to do it. It's like, it still works. It's fine. And then... The chat rallied, and a, and a really kind group of people sent me a television from NASA, and it's unbelievable. I'm exaggerating. It's not from NASA. It's like a top-of-the-line Samsung. It's like in, it's like in the top 1% of televisions in the market, and it blew my mind. I've never, I've never bought something like that for myself before. I don't buy things for myself. I buy things for my kiddos. If I buy something for the business, that's different. So, so I resonate with people that are like, 1080 is fine by me. My my television's 1080. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. My monitor still works. My TV still works. Right? So, I actually have respect for that. I do. I Like, I think people like that are admirable. You're not vain. You're not overspending. You're not, you're not putting yourself into a bad financial situation just to have some nice technology. I respect that. Yo, what's good, Ginger? Love you, man. That was cool to see you get on uh, on uh, uh, Jaffe. You got to be on with Jaffe, and he interviewed you. That's pretty cool. I told people that day, Ginger, I said, that's the kind of clip that'll go viral. I was like, I bet that goes viral. <laughs> and certainly, it brought some of the unpleasantries of virality, but hopefully... It's uh it's been it's been good for you. And I actually talked about you in my Final Fantasy coming to Xbox video yesterday. And I tried to explain the situation to people. I'm I'm nobody, right? I mean it, the video only has a couple thousand views, but I took up for my man. I was like, "Come on, you guys don't know the backstory. He's not in love with Phil Spencer." <laughs> he's not in love with Phil Spencer. I promise you he's not. <laughs> At least I don't think he is. Maybe he is. You know, his wife might have something to say about that. But but uh, I uh, I addressed it in my um, my video, my first one million viewed video. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. That's an achievement. That's cool. Thanks for the support all these years. Look, man, you stood up for me when people weren't were were, were, were coming after me, you know, and the situation with Bungie and all that. And I told people, I said, that's that's a man of courage and integrity, and there aren't a lot of those left this you know to these day, in these days. Um. What were we just talking about? Okay, so yeah. So I, res- I I respect people that are currently on older tech. But here's the thing. When I had my 720p plasma, do you know what I didn't do? I didn't justify graphical regression in gaming. Does that make sense? Like... I can respect the fact that you've not upgraded your tech yet. Maybe you can't. Maybe the Series S was all you could afford. Maybe it was all you could find. That's fine. That doesn't mean we should be defending graphical regression. Does that make sense? I knew that it made way more sense to push the performance of games, even though I had an old television. It starts with them calling me hateful things and ends up saying I'm a hater. I think one of the most remarkable paradoxes in our digital age, Ginger, is the most hateful people 
seem to be very obsessed with standing against hate. It's just such a remarkable paradox. The most toxic and the most hateful people on the internet seem to be drunk on their own hubris and self-righteousness about the war against hate. I've always found that paradox to be very interesting. You are the thing that you're fighting against. It's so... It's just such an interesting cognitive dissonance that needs to be analyzed. It will likely be analyzed in the future. The cognitive dissonance of this, of the culture today is so hateful and toxic and yet claims to be virtuous and against hate and toxicity. It is, it is wild to watch. Wild. People get so self-righteous. They call me a hater and all these terrible things and it's like, I talk about a plastic box and my disappointment with the brand and you mercilessly attack me, ridicule me, slander me. You are one of the most... It's like you're so toxic and so hateful and yet you, you seem to be against hate and toxicity. It's just, it's just weird. It's very, it's very bizarre. Do you think diminishing returns will play a factor for 8K games and TVs when trying to make purchasing decisions? Well, Elios, I think so on the heels of the PS5 Pro leaks and stuff and seeing things like 8K gaming, I think we need to remember that laying the seedbed for 8K gaming makes sense because 8K gaming will show up in five years. Brooklyn Breed says, don't ever say I'm a nobody. We don't tune in to watch a nobody. You know, I love you. I do. You're good people, but... I never want to act like, oh, <laughs> I never want to act like I'm something. <laughs> I just sit in the chair and hang out with y'all and try to put on a good show. Try to keep myself grounded, right? I'm just a guy with a YouTube channel at the end of the day, right? What display specs will actually pull the best out of my Series X? What display specs? I mean, I would say a 4K television capable of 120 hertz refresh because there are games utilizing 120 hertz refresh, 120 FPS. Uh, Modern Warfare 2 looked actually really good at 120. Um, there's even some games pushing 120 refresh, 40 FPS. People are really starting to like that. So I would think a 4K 120 hertz television would be your best scenario. No matter what comes out for the Series X, you're ready to go. I'm not a tech guy. I'm not gonna. I'm like like not making genuine television recommendations. I'm just thinking big picture. Like no matter what comes out, no matter what releases, you have a television capable of all of the options. Because uh, let's say eventually you get a PS5. Ratchet and Clank added a fourth mode for their fidelity mode. You can run their fidelity mode in 120 hertz, 40 fps. So. That, that's something you can only do with a 120 hertz television or 120 hertz monitor. And some people really like 120 hertz 40 FPS. They really, really like it. So, if you're trying to buy a TV today, get one with 120. Yeah, I think 120 is going to be an, another thing you're going you're gonna to be bummed that you don't have as more companies push 120, whether it's a 120 FPS mode or the 120 hertz 40 FPS mode, you'll, you're going to want to be able to do that just to see if you like it. Not having it might end up being uh, a bummer. So.
Ooh, that was a good neck pop. By the way, if you guys have been hanging out, watching the show, and enjoying the show, do me a favor. Amazing turnout today. I'm really, really looking forward to Starfield. I was worried that the hype was getting into dangerous territories. We also discussed the lack of marketing. People are really upset about the lack of marketing. We've been in sort of a performance preference discussion, which is very much related to a game coming out in 2023 that's capped itself at 30 FPS on a next-gen console. We still don't know where performance is generally going to land on PC regardless of how strong your PC is. We really don't have those answers just yet. So the performance discussion and the hardware discussion is actually related to Starfield. So if you've been enjoying the show, do me a favor, smash that like button, get us to 500 likes. You could easily tempt one of the big boys if we just get two single gifteds bump that to 55 out of 75 tempt those big guys to drop those 20 bombs we're trying to push to 3500 members before friday um atomic hearts first dlc is out in a few hours oh i didn't realize there was a dlc oh they're trying to they're trying to ask if people want uh steam keys i didn't really play or cover that uh game uh that much oh, our agency can help grow your channel uh, I don't need that. I don't need a network. I need an agent, right? Somebody sent a um a message on Reforge Roast saying, "Will Reforge Light ever be restocked? It's currently being roasted and and likely bagged. I should have it, hopefully, um, very very soon. Um, sadly, we weren't gonna do it, and then we decided to do it. So it's a little bit lagged behind." Why didn't Bethesda lean towards 40 FPS? Colt just posted a video about the Series X2 that he thinks is coming in 2026. Well, related to that, Cliffo, one thing I did talk about this morning is there are YouTubers, I think, that have really in a dangerous sort of way, they push speculation and theory into the public as if it's happening. I saw that happen with Starfield quite a bit. And I think the real dilemma and danger there is, let's just say you have a YouTuber named I don't know. Let's just say me. Let's just say I was a enormous Xbox and Starfield fan. I I am a fan of Starfield and Xbox. But let's say that's what my channel was dedicated to. I just I was covering every square inch of Starfield. Well, one of the dangers there is, as a fan of the game, I can become its enemy. Because I can drive hype and excitement to a degree that I hurt the game. I I essentially set up fans for disappointment. I do. I set up fans for disappointment. And so I do think sometimes some of the YouTubers that are super pro Xbox in their excitement in their in their brand identity i think they inadvertently hurt the games that they champion look at the way they talked about redfall all of them none of them get off the hook here they talked about redfall as if it was amazing eight or nine out of ten game was going to be fantastic was so fun there were people talking about game of the year that game was a garbage heap we still have not received any explanation as to why they went to a capture event and came back and talked about the game in such glowing praise. So you need to be very careful listening to people who talked about Redfall like it was going to be amazing 
doing the same thing with Starfield or talking about an Xbox Pro or whatever. You got to be very careful because a lot of the times their excitement and their speculation and their theory really starts to blur the line. You become PR without the company telling you that you're selling games gamers a lie. That's exactly right, Ginger. Many people, thank you so much, Ginger, for 23 months. He says support hype. Many people are seen as almost a mouthpiece for Xbox. And when they come out with videos about Starfield or updates or whatever, people start to internalize that information as if it's real. Ain't nobody saying Redfall was going to be game of the year. Homie, I saw articles. I saw reviews. I did. It seems in your excitement you killed her. <laughs> so, I'm just telling you, I'm not I'm not besmirching or slandering any YouTuber and being like, don't watch them. I'm saying you need to be careful. In their excitement and in their theory crafting, they go off into wild, wild ideas sometimes, and it blurs the line in people's brains. And they're like, oh, but I heard we were going to get this. And it's like, no. No, that guy's thumbnail and title was just to get you to click. That was not an update. That was not an official piece of information. It's wild It's wild theory crafting and, and, and speculation and, and, and hype and hype fire stoking. Especially when their excitement and theory is not steeped in logic. He made, a, he made an effing montage to defend it. Right. I'm just telling you, you've got to be careful of those things. Excitement is fine. You're allowed to be excited for games. But when it comes to Starfield, when it comes to, are we going to get an Xbox mid-gen refresh? Man, you got to be very careful watching those videos. Is it pure speculation just for fun? That's totally fine. That's totally fine. Yesterday, my PS5 Pro video, what did I say? If these rumors are true, if these leaks are true, this is what I think comes of it. That's that's couched in a conditional like I don't know, if this is true, then this is what might happen. I'm not like, "Oh no, it's coming. You're going to get it." We're going to support people enjoying things around here? Yes, of course. Of course. Starfield only gets people salty because it's not on PS5? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, I'm I'm not concerned. I have concerns about the game. I have my own worries about performance. I pre-ordered the collector's edition. I mean, people call me a pony. I wonder how many people that call me a pony ordered the collector's edition. I wonder how many of them are actually going to buy the game. You think you got you got clips of me praising PlayStation or being critical of Xbox? You think those are receipts? How about this receipt? I actually pre-ordered Starfield Collector's Edition. What do you, what do you think of that receipt? Like you see what I'm saying? Like I, I don't I don't I don't get that idea. That like people are only salty about Starfield because it's not on the PS5. But no, I see big big Xbox fans that are really irritated at the lack of Starfield marketing. They're huge Xbox fans that are like, yo, where's the Starfield marketing? Why are you guys talking about Starfield? They're not salty about PlayStation 5. You upgrading your rig for Starfield? Everybody's telling me not to. I I think I'm going to. 
I think it's time for me to upgrade my rig. My rig's four years old. It gives me issues sometimes and crashes sometimes. It's time to just get a a giant, as future-proofed as possible gaming rig. People are like, your rig's fine. Great, I'll move into the living room and I'll play with it out there. Xbox... Excuse me. Xbox kicks off Starfield marketing with LucasAid promotion. Special Starfield bottles will give consumers the chance to win Starfield and Xbox prizes. What? What's what's LucasAid? What's it's all over LucasAid bottles? What is that? LucasAid Soft Drinks, the official home of UK's favorite LucasAid Soft Drinks brand. What in the heck? He deserves a 4090, let Lono cook. <laughs> Bad moves, pre-ordering after 76. What rig you got? i9, 9900K, and a 2080 Ti, 32 gig of RAM. So it's like an energy UK drink. Okay. I don't know why. Okay, so if they're doing that in the UK, we'll likely have something in the States as well. Monster, maybe. Mountain Dew. I'm not really sure. If they're doing uh if they're doing that in the UK, we'll likely get something similar here in the States, right? I would I would assume. It's UK's monster. Okay. I said in my show open, I said, look, y'all, I think things will heat up in August. I predicted, you know, mid to late August, maybe they're already kind of getting ready. You know, maybe they're getting ready. They're saying, hey, yeah, like, like I said, I don't take the lack of marketing as a concern unless we get all the way through this month with nothing. Yeah, somebody just put the picture in my, uh, in my Discord. So can't say this with certainty but there may be some value in you being a pc gamer on less than bleeding edge relate to the common man better cautiously optimistic about starfield in a nutshell i have all the console consoles people need to stop with this xbox only game i convinced all your latest videos i'm convinced all your latest videos is hate on xbox for viewers and when someone comes at you, you get mad. Why? So you you think all my latest videos are are just hate on Xbox? You think that? It's interesting. Should we test the theory? Should we see if there's evidence to back your theory? I I think we should test your theory. Because it sounds like you're coming you're coming from Twitter. Let's just let's just test the theory. So, Starfield. Today has actually been quite positive about Starfield. The danger of hype. This has actually been a pretty positive video. This is about PS5 Pro. The Series S is critical because this is facts-based criticism of the Series S and what it's doing. Lords of the Fallen, Ratchet Clank, Ratchet Clank, Armored Core, Remnant 2, Diablo 4, PlayStation, what's next? Oh, the FTC lost. This is in favor of Xbox, by the way. Armored Core... Let's keep scrolling, shall we? Assassin's Creed, Diablo 4, Helldivers, Diablo 4, Starfield, more timed exclusives. This is a prediction about more timed exclusives. Here's another Series S video. Not surprising. It's a month apart. It took me a month to come back to the Series S. Why? There was news. 
There was news that made it relevant. I recapped the FTC discussion. I recapped closing arguments. I recapped testimony of Bobby Kotick, Jim Ryan, and uh, Phil Spencer. Why? Super relevant. Let's keep scrolling. Diablo, Starfield, Cyberpunk, Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy, Xbox Series S. Look again. Spread out. Starfield. It could win Game of the Year. Wow, that's really hateful against Xbox. Starfield could win Game of the Year. Look at that hate. Final Fantasy Demo changed my mind. Diablo 4, Lords of the Fallen, Layers of Fear. See what I'm saying? I said this... I said this on Twitter. Right? I said this on Twitter. If all you see is hate on Xbox, it's likely because that's what you consume. Like, both Twitter and YouTube feed you what gets reactions from you, what give what, like generating impressions and clicks and comments is good for business, right? So that's what you see. You don't see I didn't even go to my upload tab by the way. I didn't even go to my upload tab. My upload tab is completely different. Those were all my live shows. So that's what I'm saying though is you probably never see these videos. Never. This is a positive video about Xbox. Final Fantasy XIV on Xbox. It's finally happening. Nothing but positivity in that video. Now, I set the record straight about why you didn't get Final Fantasy XIV for 10 years, right? Here's a review of a Pico 4. Here's the update to Xbox Game Pass Core. Now, this one is slightly critical, slightly questioning, because it's, it's not clear what in the world they're doing. It's very weird. A review of a VR game. Ubisoft. Kratos, Dark Souls, Remnant 2, How to Save Halo. How to Save Halo! Starfield's PC requirements are confusing. This was an informative video, a review of a VR game. Jedi Survivor is respawn moving on. Starfield, Bethesda's best shooter ever? Look at that hate! Nintendo Switch 2, Ronin, Final Fantasy, After the Fall Review, Final Fantasy, Starfield, more PC performance concerns because there are concerns about PC performance. We can't get clear answers on requirements. The AMD contract is in part related to that. What's crazy is you're being called a fanboy YouTuber, but most fanboy YouTube channels are very blatant. Like, yeah, if you go to the extreme Sony Pony channels, they would never give Starfield the coverage that I give. Oh, it could win Game of the Year. Here's why I'm excited for Starfield. They're not making those videos. They're not. They're shredding Starfield every chance they get. Here's how to save Halo. They would never make a video like that. Again, you, you this th- that's the challenge. You You've got to see through the predictive data system that feeds you hate and then what happens you don't see me for months and then you see a series s critical clip on twitter or a series s critical youtube video like all that guy does is hate on xbox and it's like no you just missed my last 14 shows that had nothing to do with xbox why you weren't shown those videos because it's unlikely that you would click on them Because you've proven to have a bent and you engage with Xbox hate content. So that's what you get fed. You don't understand. You're locked in there with that system. You're locked in there. You're not breaking out of it because you're not going out and searching for gaming content. You're not looking for trailers or gameplay reactions or info. Mm -mm. 
you consume that content. Or Lono frustrated by the trolls? I'm not frustrated at all. I'm explaining why this keeps happening. I'm genuinely trying to like reach out to the guy in chat that said I'm like, listen, man, you're not consuming the content that I make that has nothing to do with Xbox. You consume salty, hate-riddled content, and that's what Twitter and YouTube feeds you. So you won't see me for 16 days. Because I'm covering Remnant or Final Fantasy or, hey, it's a positive piece about Xbox. You won't see that. You'll just see me being critical of the Series S. And you're like, yep, that guy just hates Xbox. Those people aren't going to listen to you? I disagree with you, Frank. I've had numerous comments recently where people were like, I saw you get roasted in a video from some clip. I came to your channel, and I I find your content to be pretty balanced. I've had a lot of comments like that recently. So, listen. Keep making me relevant. Keep driving people to my channel, and then they'll decide for themselves. I only just started watching your streams, and all of your points are based on facts and logic. Unfortunately, people ignore both when it contradicts their position. Stop blaming the algorithm for your hate videos. I play on PC. Yeah, but I don't make hate videos. Where are my hate videos? What? Tell me one of my videos that's a hate video. What do you define as hate? I enjoy Series S for what it is. You know you get more views when you make negative titles, though. Okay? So? So? That's a reality on Twitter. If I make positive videos, I get called a shill. If I make negative videos, I get called a hater. It's just a matter of what day of the week it is. Seriously, when I made my video saying Starfield could win game of the year, I had people saying that I was being uh, I was defending a corporation. I've done that before with um, with PlayStation and with Game Pass. I've talked about the value, how good they are, and other people tell me, "Oh yeah, you're just a you're just a corporate uh, apologist." Like, what do you define as hate? I'm just curious what you define as hate. I think falsely summarizing a person's content and questioning their integrity, I think that's a form of hate. Welcome to hypocrisy. The viewer is having a hard time reconciling your tone of voice, vernacular, syncopation, and video titles to positive and passionate enthusiasm. Never heard anybody put it quite that way, churchery. Hey, we'll get more clicks, though. Yeah, but I would define hate-baiting on YouTube as the guys that say such and such game and they put garbage on every thumbnail or they hold up the game and they're like this game is trash right I I, I mean I definitely think there are hate there is hate baiting on YouTube I don't think I have ever done anything with hate baiting I haven't you know how if I wonder if sometimes we should let people maybe VIPs I should let people listen to me and my producer talking about what do we put on the thumbnail 
So today, for example, we put the danger of hype, right? Now, we shopped a couple of different things, like Starfield. Is it being overhyped or overhyped danger? Or we shopped a couple of different ways of phrasing it. And we rejected a handful. Do you want to know why? Because it would have sounded like a hit piece. I would have probably got more clicks. I would have probably got more clicks. But Creature was like, that's going to sound like a hit piece. That's going to sound like you're hating the game. And it's just going to bring a bunch of people in that we don't want to talk to. I would have gotten more viewership. So I literally avoided a thumbnail and a POV that would have likely driven a higher CTR. CTR is click-through rate. I would have likely got a higher CTR by going with a thumbnail that was more of like, oh, is he hating on the game? Well, no, you would have listened to my monologue and I wouldn't have been hating on the game. But it would have driven more clicks to the video. I didn't run that because I don't like doing that. I like having a provocative thumbnail, but I also like having it be accurate or something that's generally displaying my opinion on something my opinion is there's a danger of hype I think there's a genuine danger of hype with video games I think hype can be the enemy of a game's success that's what I've come to learn on this channel Lono wants better for the gaming community overall and even though that's uh, there's a lot me and Lono disagree on. I appreciate the intent. I, th- I appreciate that, Caleb. Thank you. Have you ever considered using cleavage in the thumbnail? <laughs> Churchery says, sorry, I wrote, uh, I wrote in that way because I'm writing a psych paper right now. I'm in a weird explanation mode. Basically, you're positive enthousi- and enthusiastic. I like it. Well, thank you. Excuse me. Eugene. Oh yeah, the whole we didn't lose. Yeah, everyone's now catching flack for reporting facts at the time. Yeah, yeah. They said, "Well, these games are lost," and they're like, "Yeah, we have nothing to add." And then days later, they're like, "Oh no, 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 it's not lost." I'm not here to troll. I've been watching your content for a couple years now. I recognize your name, Martin. Listen, Martin, the reason I'm engaging with you instead of just like dismissing you and banning you is because I recognize your name. And I'm like, come on, man. Falsely summarizing my content is like hating on Xbox. Come on. Listen, we got a little bit of time to push this. If if we do two signals, do two signals. See if you guys can bait somebody to drop a 20. I got to get, I got a video for you guys today. You're going to like this one, okay? You're going to like this one. I personally have never played Path of Exile, and I think it's coming. It's coming for Diablo. I have an upload about it, and we're going to watch it in a little bit here, okay? As a guy who pre-ordered Anthem, I agree with the danger of hype. Oh, for sure. Yes. (laughs) POV versus Diablo 4 debrief. And then we'll debrief on this with members. Alright? Hang on. I gotta change the thumb. There we go. 
Anthem broke my heart. Anthem broke all of our hearts. Coming, it's about to kill Diablo. Well, I weigh in as somebody from the outside looking in, right? I weigh in uh, as somebody from the outside looking in. So let me get this all set up for us. After being burned by D2 so many times, hype's ineffective on me anymore. These people have a problem with their parents giving them criticism. Probably should see a counselor because they obviously have an issue when they become passive uh, when engaged on their character. <clears throat> Says Black Taiga. Wait, why is this being set up? Why does set this up as a public stream? This should be... No, this is a members-only stream. What the frick? Yo! Casual grind! The winner of the Eknor Award last month is like, I'm gonna put us on the doorstep of 75. I don't need an invitation. This man bringing the heat again. He is not casual, but he is a grinder. This guy doesn't mess around. I love it. He won the Eknor Award last month, and he's unstoppable again this month. You guys are going to have to come big if you don't want him to be the winner one more time. He's going to win again. He's going to win again. Zubair says, I'll do it. I'll do it. 74. You guys went crazy yesterday at the buzzer too. It's like you guys like the challenge of like, can we do it? You have six minutes. Six minutes left. <laughs> and hang on a second. Uh, customization, redirect, send it back. Send it back. Um, Baldur's Gate 3 preparing for launch, Steam News. Did they just publish that today? D-Dizzle is going to bump it to 75. Thank you so much. We'll see. We'll see if that holds. Agents of Chaos may come in. Horrorful Pop says, Hey Forge, have been watching this stream for a while, and as a primary Xbox gamer, I appreciate your non-bias towards anything, and just like what you like, and can appreciate both Xbox and PlayStation. I really appreciate that. DK Bagger is like, finally, it's my turn to be the Agent of Chaos, and Javier Cotto! Javier comes in with a 20-bomb all the way to 96! You guys are probably going to get your bonus stream this Friday. You need 3,500 members before Friday, and I think you're going, you're going to get it. I think you're going to get it. You got Thursday, you got Friday, and you guys took a chunk out of it today. Thank you so much, Javier Cotto, putting it on the doorstep of 100. If we hit 100, I owe you 20 I owe you 20, and I'll do it in the premiere. We're going to go to the premiere in just a second. We are at 31.92. With my 20, okay, with my 20, that's 32.12. 32.12. You need 3,500 before Friday. I think you guys can do it. Can we stop saying nice things, Solono? We don't do that here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm uh I only hype for sequels. Sequels? What you mean, Shelly? I'm very much looking forward to Spider-Man says Ink Sanity. I hope Starfield's good. I have nothing bad to say about what I've seen, just not hyped. 
Martin says, I just think people are doing a disservice to themselves talking bad about Starfield and Spider-Man. Both games will be great in their own way. I mean, homie, I feel like I have been so incredibly fair to Starfield. I have defended the NPCs. I've defended the game against like the No Man's Sky copycat claims. I've defended so, so much. The Agent of Chaos and the go-ahead from Vengeance. Haven't seen you in a while, Vengeance. He bumps us to 101. Thank you so much, Vengeance, for five more gifted members. You guys have three minutes. Three minutes to bring the heat before we go to this Path of Exile upload. And thank you so much to everybody who supports the uploads on this channel. The fact that we get to do both uploads and live shows is very, very helpful. It's extremely helpful. There shouldn't be this much pressure on Starfield. I said that at the end of my opening monologue. I I think there is way too much pressure on Starfield. You guys that are watching on Kick, you're going to have to head over to YouTube, okay? I think there's way too much pressure on Starfield. It's it's like come on. Come on. Like you have you have got you've got to let this game come out and be judged on its own merits. It's not it's not they didn't design Starfield to save Xbox. They didn't design Starfield to be an Xbox flagship. That wasn't the goal of this game when it started its development, right? We got a lot of subscribers today. Wow. If you're one of the brand new subscribers or the brand new members, make sure you get into our Discord. Our Discord's members only. I do a member stream at the end of every day. It's a debrief. We really are asking on all the people that keep getting gifted members, consider bumping up to a member plus membership. It's $1. It's $1 to bump up, but it will pull you out of the gifted member pool, and that way we make room for more people to get those gifteds. If you can afford six bucks a month, all right? That's a cup of coffee for a member stream every day and then a member stream on Friday nights with my wife. And if you hit 3,500, you're going to get a special one this Friday night, okay? That is really, really helpful if you can do that, all right? It's super, super helpful. If you enjoy this content every day as a talk show and you can do that, please make room for the people that are currently not able to afford a membership. You're making more space uh, in the gifted pool. Ink Sanity with 23 months, you're better than you think you are and more important than people give you credit for. Well, I, I, that's very kind, Ink Sanity. Thank you for saying that. And thank you to the people who ordered coffee today as well. That is another great way to support the channel, and you get coffee. So if you're a coffee drinker, be sure to try out Reforge Roast. You can use the link in the description below or go to reforgeroast.com. All right, I am going to put a link in chat. We are going to head to this premiere. I'm going to gift 20 members when we get over there. This is to give you the maximum amount of time. Javier Cotto says we're not done, and he bumps us to 111. I will track this in the premiere. If you guys keep gifting members in the premiere, I'll make good on the five that I owe you every 25, okay? I currently owe you 20. So let's head over to the premiere. I'm going to put a link in chat, and when this video ends, it should redirect you. If it doesn't redirect you, you can go back to my YouTube channel, refresh. The Path of Exile is coming for Diablo premiere. It will be on the main page. I will see you guys over there. Let's head over there now.